everybody how you doing hope you're having a good day uh today on the podcast we have marv connor um he has been around for quite a while in the akron and cleveland scene if you've ever been a part of the akron scene you for sure know who marv is he's around a lot um one of my favorite people whenever he comes and hangs out a funny stop for the night um and good person to talk to it was a good talk um he has a couple uh, business ideas that he that he wanted to promote, and he's part of the Rubber City Comedy Festival um, uh, council or whatever the hell. I've been committee. There we go. I've been talking about it for three fucking weeks, and I can't think of the word committee. That's pretty fucking terrible. Um, but yeah, we had a good talk. Uh, when we got in the news, we skewed more a little bit towards politics because Marv's political commentary is always great. Um, and then at the end, we got into, uh, his comedian, which was Bill Hicks. That's right. I forgot about it. So I had to re-record this cause it sounded like an idiot. Um, and it's been a long week. Uh, but yeah, we talked about Bill Hicks. Um, and I played my favorite Mark Marin clip with him talking about Bill Hicks. So that was fun. But yeah, um, been a, it was a long weekend, man. I, uh, Friday night, I uh, did a guest spot at Funny Stop. Saturday, I drove out to Columbus to do a show uh, with a buddy, Tyler Ross, that was in town. Um, and then we drove all the way back. I went with Jimmy Killies, and we drove all the way back to go check out the Secret Show in Cleveland uh, late night. And then Sunday, Brandon and I recorded two podcasts. This is the first one. You'll hear the second one with Steve Guy next week, uh, continuing our Rubber City Comedy Festival series that we're doing. Um, and that's about it. I don't think I have anything to promote um, other than Stadium Grill. Come out to Stadium Grill. Tickets are on sale. That's uh, I'm working with the Cleveland Comedy Festival on that, so you can find tickets for that um, at the Stadium Laughs Facebook page. Um, or also the Cleveland Comedy Festival Facebook or Instagram pages. Um, check that out. Tickets should start going pretty fast for that um, because it's a good town. Menor is a good town for comedy. They don't get it very often, so when they do, they love to go, and uh, it's a great time. Yeah. So come out to that. I'm just rambling now. I don't even know why I'm still talking. You don't need a three-minute intro, but you're getting one. I'll talk to you guys later this week. If you're here, if you're not, I don't know. I'm still talking. Bye. It was a fun week, man. Way I, to go, Brandon. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's all about me. It's your signs. Your name's everywhere. I'm telling you. You're I'm very gas popular. Pumps. Brandon did this. I, I feel bad because I didn't, but I, I will take the credit. That's fine. Uh, dude, it has been it was a crazy week, though. I, I caught a Menzinger show at a Masonic temple in Columbus. 
That was the weirdest place I've ever been. You still have your hair. Yeah, believe it or not. (laughs) They didn't sacrifice me or anything. I thought I was going to move up the socioeconomic chain. You at least got one of those little, what's that, on the back of the head? Not a yarmulke, right? (laughs) No, a hair. That's a a different thing. thing on the back of the head. What's that called? Oh, Oh, I forget words. Like a rat tail. Oh, a mullet. Wow. Why would I have a mullet from a Freemason type? <laughs> Freemasonry mullets? I, I respect it. Well, you just didn't know what Washington's hair looked like under that white wig. Yeah, he could have had a mullet. He was business up front and party in the back. Yeah, the mullet The mullet was hosting a funny stop this weekend. There you go. See, that's that's how he yeah. got that gig. He was a Freemason. <laughs> uh, that dude, they had, they had cake at the concession stand. What? I sent That's you a weird. picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. It was bizarre. And I, I thought maybe they had like a wedding there or something before this and were just trying to sell off the rest of the cake. But... I've long been a proponent of working only for paid masons. I get that. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, did you, you, how did uh, Grindstone go on Friday? It was a blast, man. The one thing I'm still trying to get used to is the wireless mic. Not a big wireless mic guy, but hate this, the sound is so much better, though, there with it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's cool because you can pipe the audio into, like, the bar area or different parts of the, the place and kind of turn it up based on the section. I, I like the wireless because you can do more stuff. Like, I followed a guy in the bathroom once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Jimmy Kelly. That's, uh, that's why they're designed. Yeah. They design wireless mics to follow yeah. people in the bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I hate wireless mics because I have a joke where I hit the mic on my hand and I always feel like I'm going to break a wireless mic because you can like feel the batteries in it and shit, you know, <laughs> like I always feel like I'm going to break. I don't have know, man. These ones are like, mic. these ones are like lightsaber. I, don't think, I think mine have just, uh, the, it's in the charging system. I don't think it has batteries. I have oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same with these ones. These are rechargeable. Wow. What? What? It feels like something. It feels like something's inside of it. You're probably know. talking about Larry's old mic when we were using his wireless one for a couple okay. times. His one was not as it good. Took like D batteries or something. Something ridiculous. <laughs> John Brown, the karaoke mic, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. What, what, did you? Uh, you didn't do a show last night. No, I had a party last night I had to go to. It was uh, okay. my girlfriend's best friend is getting married, and they kind of had like a bachelor-bachelorette thing. A combined one. Yeah, but it was like separate. Like the, the chicks got the upstairs, dudes got downstairs. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. That Always was... making the men go downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Used to it. Used to it. That uh... seems like something you do when you don't trust the person you're marrying. I think, <laughs> I think they still are doing like a bachelor, bachelorette, like official trip. I, they're oh, they're okay. Indian. Like they, it's been like a month of partying. Oh, it's how women been... celebrate uh, birthdays. Yeah. It lasts forever. Indian yeah. Indian weddings I've heard are crazy. Yeah, it's like, been nuts so far. Which kind of Indian are we talking about? Like India Indian. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard uh, not the racist Indian. <laughs> yeah, because they're called tribes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was uh, a fun time. My my issue was these guys are real big gamblers, and I did not know that. Oh. I I was told by the females of the party that yeah, we're gonna go play poker, but no one brings any money. It's all just for fun, and it was not for fun. It was for a lot of money, and I. Yeah, did not know that. So you didn't get to play? <laughs> no, I didn't play. No, I was good. They had yeah, a beer bump be table. I was like, that one's free. Unless you're good at poker. <laughs> I am not that good at poker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Um, I had a uh, Friday night. I uh, did a guest set on the second show for Joe Mackey at Funny Stop. That was cool. He had great crowds. Um, Carter Doherty was co-featuring, and that is like... 
it's really cool to like see somebody you start out with that like move to another city and then they come back so you only see them like every three or four months performing you know maybe less than that and like to see the improvement in in somebody in that time like I was I was so impressed with Carter. Like I was like, this is a different comic than six months ago. Like it was Man, that's so good to hear. I mean you've always like, seen him all over the place in Cincinnati. He just Cincinnati. He did a nice job yeah, last night. Just too. like the confidence and like he's more like he's less all over the place with his joke writing now. Like his jokes used to be like there's no segue like train of thought segue. Yeah, like he's he's gotten so much better with everything. Uh as I was real happy with him because I mean we, we we started out together. He's like my little brother in comedy, uh, yeah. he's, you know. Um, but yeah, and then I uh, went down to Columbus last night and did a show with Tyler Ross. That was cool. I was at the Columbus show. Jimmy it was Jimmy awesome. went too, didn't he? Yeah, it was like Cafe Koryak or something like that. Um, it's like the back room of a cafe and great room. And they had like I drank. I knew I was gonna be. I woke up at seven o'clock in the morning yesterday, and I. Knew I was going to be driving back from Columbus to Lakewood and then staying for another show in Lakewood. So I drank uh, two triple shot mochas while I was there. Oh. And they were <laughs> they were delicious and they were $4.50, which is crazy. Really? That's, that's not that shocking to me. That's like seven bucks at Starbucks. Like, you know, oh, okay. I, mean, like, I thought you were saying that's expensive. I was no. Like, what was the last time you went to no, a coffee No, no, no. That was really cheap. But that's yeah. like 18 cups of coffee with the caffeine content. So oh, yeah. I felt like I was on Coke or something. It was, it was a fun night. All the smaller coffee places <laughs> are cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're with Marv Connor, if you didn't know that voice earlier. Um <laughs> Continuing our series with the Rubber City Comedy Festival people. Yay, Rubber City Comedy Festival. <laughs> uh, Marv, how did you how did you get involved in that? Uh, Kyle and I both worked on the Cleveland Comedy Festival. Right. And he said he wanted to start a Rubber City Comedy Festival. And it, I think he just picked Josh and I to help him. Okay. I think my role is more as... Um, I'm not into the uh, the numbers and making things work for the how they pay out and hire people and that. I basically just talk to some comedians and run the rooms and they ask me advice and stuff. And yeah, so I'm just an advisor. I think I'm more of a consultant. And Josh <laughs> said uh, you're you're the person that that takes the time to watch every single video, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I watch them all. Everyone's well, favorite ninety of them. <laughs> Everyone's favorite part so they far. They say that's not even a lot for a festival. It seemed like a lot to me, but yeah, hundred ninety. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, that's a lot. It is. What's your trick? Do you do you break it up into brackets? Do you do you space it out over time? How's that go? You know, I don't. I, I think it's not fair to to have a trick. Just watch it. That's it. And I, I've got. They give you three categories. They want you to judge it on. Oh, okay. And. uh Stage presence, originality, yeah. and overall. Okay. And um, I watch it, and I give what I think is a fair assessment. And it's funny because sometimes you'll watch it, and you say, no, I'm going to go back. I'll put a mark and watch this again. Yeah. Because like, I, I don't know if I gave it the full attention or something I should the first time. So you watch it again and make sure you give a fair shot. Wow. But it's 15, 15.8 hours of comedy. I just <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. I don't remember many of the jokes, but this year's group of the videos 
almost they were so good. Even people that w- wouldn't have you'd be like, "Oh, this is terrible," and they were all still pretty good. So it was really hard yeah. to pick. I think we had to pick thirty-five. Yeah. That's what Kyle said. I mean, and we had eight that were left over from the pandemic year that we promised them slots. Okay. So that, I mean, so yeah. twenty-seven really that we had to choose from. And it was tough. It was hard. Yeah, I know. It's hard uh, to say no to some people that you really wanted in. Yeah, I know one of them um, that got in the first year that didn't do it because of the pandemic. And uh, she doesn't do comedy anymore, but she's going to come back. And uh, and Kyle said she could. She's trying to be a photographer now, so Kyle said she could come out and take pictures for it. So oh, Cool. Yeah, Janet Yenyo. She's one of my good friends. That's great. Um, yeah, so that'll be cool. Um, I'll have, I think, I think she'll... I think she'll take a lot of pictures of me, so I'll have, like, my personal photographer up there. <laughs> and have a book. Like the White House, but it's a brown house. <laughs> That's why John tries to get people to do yeah. comedy. He just hopes they'll quit and become photographers and follow him around. That's a good philosophy, John. Yeah. How can you make me better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got headshots out of it. So, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, I actually love her comedy, but I, I wish she would start up, but she's she's uh, too anxiety-ridden to... <laughs> That's so. a lot of comedians yeah. are anxiety ridden. Yeah, it's uh, you wouldn't know it until you meet them personally and know them. That's weird. There's yeah. a lot of comedians that have like stage fright or hate speaking in front of crowds, and I'm just thinking, man, you signed up for everything that you hate. Everything yeah, you crazy. hate is something you just want to pursue. Dude, look at Joe Briggs. He does he does stand up and improv, and he has like panic attacks every time before he goes on stage. Yeah, I was gonna say he does laps too. He does laps before yeah. every show. Does he actually physically runs. Yeah, well, not like like, like runs, pacing, walking. I would say yeah. fast walking. I was a pretty job. good runner in college. I was on the, uh, <laughs> we finished fifth in the nation at Maloney, and I wasn't actually on that team, but I was on the team, but I didn't make the, the, the final group. Yeah. And um, I threw up before every race. <laughs> Not was, after? Is it just to save you from having to do it after? After two. Oh, okay. I mean, I just, throwing up was like a, I don't know what I had to do. I, I later found out the doctor said I probably had uh, exercise a- asthma. Huh. Or bulimia. He said or- <laughs> exertion asthma. He had a name for it. I'm bulimia is good. My, my penis, <laughs> bulimia is good. I think my penis has bulimia because it throws up a lot. <laughs> After every meal. <laughs> so, Marv, Mar, when did you start comedy? 1998. Okay. And were you you were a teacher then? I was a teacher then. Okay. I, I I kept I didn't let anybody know I was doing comedy until I retired. Um, my friends knew, teaching friends knew, but I I wouldn't go out and I didn't use my real name. I was Mad Marv, and uh, like when people would ask me what school, I would never tell them what school I was at or anything. Because yeah. I just saw the, con- the conflict idea. it would have yeah. in my yeah. life. If, you know, I knew I wasn't gonna. I was too close to retirement when I started. I had only like twelve years ago. I'm not gonna quit. Because comedy does not, contrary to public opinion out there, folks, comedy doesn't pay that well. <laughs> right, <laughs> Unless yeah. you get famous. I mean, if you make it, you're going to make a lot of money. But yeah. it's hard to survive on, on what these, you young guys go out on the road and you live on the road and that. I don't know how you do it. And people who do do it. I don't, yeah. I don't know how they do it. I keep it real short term. That's how I do it. You know, not not anything extended. Yeah. You have to have friends stay at their couches, I guess, and stuff. But yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, like I'm going to New York in June and it's all on my, out of my pocket. You know, I mean, it's, I'm not getting paid for shit while I'm out there, but Some going enough. out there mainly for networking and 
whatnot. Um, I went out there and did Dangerous Field, Danger Fields. Um, some guy kind of tricked me. He said he's, he wanted me to work me, and then he wanted to come out and do a show, and then he'd see if he booked me for weekends. So I went, and then he didn't even watch the show. I'm like, that's great. You know? Yeah, wow. I'm glad that's it came out here. Yeah. yeah. That's the worst, yeah. man. Um, Big one now is bringer shows. Like everyone's getting booked, and they're like, "Look at this crazy." Well, it's always club that I'm going to, and people, people, a lot of people talk shit about bringer shows, but like, they've always been around, and they've always like, like even like back in the '90s in New York, like you listen to any any podcast with comedians who were around back then, like they'll tell you like they had to bark for. For people like they couldn't go on stage until they got ten of their flyers handed to the door guy, you know, like like in the show Crashing. Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing. That was that's one thing from that show that's realistic is that like you had to have so many tickets with your name on it come in before you were allowed to go on stage, um, and it sucks. But at the same time, like you gotta have a crowd. So like the, the get that to you a know? degree, but part of me thinks that a lot of that should be on the show itself. I mean, the show, the the idea I would think for a comedy club is to have some kind of rapport that if you go to this comedy club, there's going to be good people that are entertaining on stage. Yeah, I don't know if real clubs do it, but uh, like the bar shows, and there's so many of them in New York, mm-hmm. that they probably have to do it. Yeah, I believe the bar yeah. ones do. But I mean, you have. You, you but advertise. that was Dangerfield, so it was a real club. So yeah, yeah, it, was bring, yeah. it was a bringer show. I just they told me they didn't have to bring anybody. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So it's just wow. a show. This one mean. guy, this one guy I talked to from, in New York, um, he advertised that uh, you get on this new comic showcase or whatever, and I emailed him, and he uh, said you had to bring said you had to bring four people, and I was like, well, I'm coming from Ohio. And, uh, and he was like, and he was like, all right, well, you still have to bring four people. And I'm like, I'm like, I mean, like, there's like four comics coming with me or whatever. And he was like, he was like, well, then, uh, he's like, then one of you can go on stage. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Fucking play paper, rock, scissors? Like before we, like, what the fuck? <laughs> don't tell your other guys with you and say, Hey guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we ended up not. I'm going up first. <laughs> you wait for your name to be called. You just offered yeah. all your friends to go watch a comedy show that night, but it turned out to be yours. <laughs> uh, and that was the worst thing uh, when I got there. Uh, I thought I was going to get to go up. Um, and uh, they put me on the list, and I was like in the middle, which is smooth for an open mic kind of show. And then they did, they passed over my name, and I'm like, what, what's going on? What am I going up? I didn't go up to like 1.30 a.m. Oh, man. Oh. It, was, it was a lot of people had left. Yeah, it's a night the Indians were in the World Series too, so I missed the Indians game. Oh man, <laughs> to go up at one thirty yeah. in New. Oh man, and I crushed, and it didn't do me any good whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that's that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my I know a couple people in New York now where I can like get on shows, but like it's not like I'm just going there to get the experience because it's not going to like lead to anything. You know, I mean, unless somebody happens to see you at one of these shows that. Yeah. That can do something for you. Heard but, of that. Heard yeah. of miracles. Like Jason Banks is our, you know, he got on that TikTok during COVID and changed his whole trajectory. Yeah. He was just barely uh, headlining. I don't want to speak out of turn for you, Jason. Uh-huh. But, uh, I think you were just barely inserting the headline and then you got on TikTok and your character, it's Jason Banks on TikTok. I think that's what it's called, right? 
Yeah. Um, he plays himself yeah, yeah, yeah. and his own child. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, and I'm and I'm 100% positive that Jason Banks listens to our podcast. So, Not anymore, he doesn't. <laughs> He's busy now. <laughs> it takes him an hour after the show to sign autographs. Let's see, here's what Marv had to say about him. He's like, nope. Not. Yeah, no, I'm done with Brown Beach dish. Yeah, so long. <laughs> I just killed one of your listeners. Sorry, Jason. You get the hell out of here, Jason. <laughs> Uh, that's the weird thing anymore though man social media is real it's huge in in comedy and i don't understand how some comics just don't have like a facebook or they'll just be like ah, i don't want to do instagram you got to do it but i don't i don't know how well yeah. i know some of the younger comics <laughs> some of the younger comics that'll come into funny stop will like i'll be like what's your facebook and they're like i don't have one and i'm like you have to yeah like i'm sorry that's like, how you're gonna get booked. i know like younger people don't get on facebook but like for comedy you have to have it you have to have instagram and you have to have twitter twitter is what the bookers have told me you don't have enough twitter followers yeah i don't have like anything going on yeah, on twitter now it's, now it's and they said number one you're too, <laughs> they don't say it but they say it i'm too old and i don't have any twitter followers so yeah, now that's so no. Yeah, now that's TikTok. I mean, that's yeah, so that's all we're looking for now. He's telling us to die young and tweet a lot. That's yeah. that's what we need to do, and that's how we're going to become famous. No, I'm not saying old people can't make it. Yeah. It's just not likely. Yeah, yeah. and I'll tell you, you uh, I I found a secret that I won't say on air, but I'll tell you afterwards. I told Brandon. That, yeah, uh, I got to try that and, out. Uh, I went from 1,100 followers to to 1,600 in two days. So on, on Instagram or on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. I'm not even on TikTok. Yeah, well, I, I didn't just want the got Chinese on it. to like, get my information. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. What are they going to do? I don't know. That's the point. <laughs> I don't want my. I got my eye on you, yeah. China. Yeah, I got my eye. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck does China give a shit about John Brown? Like, I don't know. China's probably watching their surveillance, and they're like, Marv's onto us. Shit. Like, ah. Well, they're definitely, they are actually listening to us now because this will go on the internet and they'll hear that we said the word China and well, then they'll have somebody listening to it at some point. Let's also say Spotify. <laughs> so that's why they listen to Spotify and give us a bunch of listens. What other countries come with India? Used to be big on India when I used to do the Pretty Swell Guys podcast, which is you guys don't yeah. know what that is. No. But, uh, I, India, I've we have a lot of on, India. I've seen it on the chalkboard. It's... Your slates, your stats. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, You check yeah. your stats. Yeah. What's your biggest bit. country? <laughs> the United States. Russia. Um, I am Eric. Vladimir Putin. I am taking over the island unit, Putin Bay, taking it over. I'm just going to have police look for underage girls at place. <laughs> don't even biggest, need to send an army there. Our biggest foreign country is uh, 1% of our listens, which is a pretty big percent, has been has been from Germany. So. Damn. Yeah. Guten Tag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have less than 1% of every other country that's listened. I don't know where these listens come from. Yeah, but, the fact uh, that any other countries at all are listening blows my mind. That's um, that's kind of wild. Somebody in New Zealand the listens. World. Actually, yeah. I have a friend that's in New Zealand, so that might be her. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> her. Still counts. New Zealand's Still kind counts. of like just like America, what I heard. They yeah. do everything like America. Uh, more yeah, except for, except for that they're like... 30 years behind 
So, <laughs> like, with their fashion and music and stuff, uh, that's what I've heard, that they're, like, 30 years behind. Look so, at like, my 1992 Equinox, everybody. I just <laughs> yeah. brand new. It's probably pretty baller, actually. <laughs> I think that would be Do dope. they even make Equinox in 92? I don't think well, so. No, I don't think so. That was the, but that was the, like, joke of Flight of the Concords, was that they were all, like, 30 years behind. <laughs> it point. sounds like Kimmore, Ohio. Kim was New Zealand of Akron. (laughs) Wow, we have so much in common. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you um, you used to work with? Did you start around the same time as as? uh, Oh no, he would have been a lot younger. Started a lot later than you, but you were good friends with Chris Clem. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Chris was. I was already doing comedy probably for uh, eight, ten years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember you guys co-headlined together when he came back from... Yeah, because he, uh, the Priest Well guys, he was running a show, uh, I'd say every two months or something, they had a show at the Funny Stop, and the first show was that he let me headline. Okay. The first time I headlined at the Funny Stop. Cool. It sold out, too. It was great. Nice. Oh, yeah. Show. Yeah, I actually knew of Chris before I started doing comedy, because he went to high school with my buddy Mike uh, at Hoban, and so he would, like... Showing me like, hey, this dude I went to high school was doing comedy. Check this out. <laughs> I think I think he's a great comedian. Yeah, and he's a he does impressions and he, he he's a, like an encyclopedia of knowledge too. So see, like if you were on here and you said something very strange, most people wouldn't know. Chris would go, oh, I read that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's weirdly a Kid Rock fan. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, loves Kid Rock. Not they had those anymore. Yeah. I thought all the Kid Rock fans were gone. Kid Rock just made a big video. <laughs> he opened to show up with a, a message from Trump last night. Oh, oh my God. God. I bet he did. Tremendous Kid Rock. You're the best Kid Rock there is. <laughs> that shit is crazy. Um, Always wanted to be a cowboy. There he is. It's a good Trump. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the the uh, Shane Gillis special? No, he does a really good Trump. And <laughs> it is, I can't stop really, watching it. He gives you it like a step. Really good. He gives a step by step on how to do a good Trump. Who's Shane too. Gillis. He's the guy who. So he got. Is I actually the Saturday had, Live guy. Yeah, the guy that got fired from Saturday Night Live oh. um, um, for saying for saying a uh, derogatory word on his podcast about Chinese people. Um, we love you, China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're um, really going to listen Not in that out. way. But, so that gave me, I didn't really read anything about what he did or anything, and that gave me kind of a bad taste in my mouth about Shane Gillis, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, like, I just kept hearing from people that he was a really good comic, give him a chance, blah, blah, blah. And I watched his special live from Austin on YouTube, and I think it's, the best special I've seen in like ten years. I Great, mean, it's I'll, just, to, I'll definitely check it out. It's so good, but uh, but yeah, he does a lot of he does a lot of uh, he does a lot of good stuff about Trump, and then he does uh, like a lot of uh, stuff about how dumb racism is and shit, and it's 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 really good. Big fan, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Rubber City Festival. So you'll be running the shows, talking the comics, May fourth through the seventh. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, multiple headliners, which we thought every night should be someone different. Yeah, We're bringing cool. in Rob Ward the first night. Um, yeah, it's, I can't even remember now. I think Chris Thursday Harvey. is Brett Tierhoon. Brett Tierhoon is it Tierhoon? I think so. Yeah, no, he's think... a he's a guy on YouTube. You guys see that used to play the uh, kind of a rednecky guy that supported Trump, and he had a emotional support beer. 
<laughs> so yeah. definitely come see him. He's awesome. Yeah. I think Brett Tierhoon on Thursday and then uh early show Friday is Aton Levine. Late show is uh Woman, right? Gwen Sunkel, I think yeah. her name is. Yeah. And then uh Saturday is Chris Harvey's in there somewhere. Chris Harvey, no, Chris Harvey's Friday night, and oh, on okay. Saturday, I think the early show is Gwen Sarkle. Mark Late show is Mark or Kadona, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I remember Mark was in there, too. Mark's one of my favorite people to hang out with. He's so awesome. That'll, that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you wanted, what, what was your, uh, the uh, joke thing you wanted to talk about that you were telling me oh, about earlier? Oh, I'm running a thing called Joke Snail. We'll try it. Joke Snail? You guys, and you're, it's completely... Completely cold. These guys don't know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> it's a thing where we, instead of sending someone like a birthday card, we thought it'd be great if we sent someone a joke and how to tell it. Okay. So I'm going to give you a card with a joke on it. All right. <laughs> it's going to give you instructions on how to tell it. And some of them are like stock jokes, like for kids and stuff. But like some of them are our own jokes. And some of them, like we autograph it. We don't. We send an authentic card. You get to keep it. That this joke I bought was a like a Marvin Connor joke or a John Wellington or any of the comedians we have writing. <laughs> that is us. awesome. I love this. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. If I don't want it to be too long because I don't want to take up too much. Time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's that's a cool idea, man. That's a lot more original. I hate birthday cards and stuff. I think they're really insincere. I'm like, why, yeah. why buy something when you could have just texted me? Yeah, something? that's the uh, like that's the card that just says a uh, Marv Connor gives a bio of me, and you have that. You own the right to tell this joke, but not in a, you know, not in a club or anything. I thought you were gonna say you now own my bio. Like you're allowed to tell it <laughs> here, to people. Here's read that. Do that. I gotta one. read First this one. one. Yeah. All right, instructions. You can read them out loud. Okay. Instructions. Act out the referee making a call during the game with the attitude that she doesn't have to explain. Okay. So I'm like, I'm giving a call that no one agrees with, and I just feel like I don't have to explain that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyone else see the first female referee in the NFL last weekend? She blew her whistle and announced 15 yards on number 57. He knows what he did. (laughs) (laughs) So misogyny is the first thing I lead off with. That's oh, okay. Oh, there's instructions on the bottom, too. I thought there was more of the joke. Oh, it's probably the next joke. Oh, okay. I may have them out of order. Gotcha. We sent them, them five, six jokes oh, that they can cool. tell at a party. And then if, if if you had them at a party, everybody could have a set and they could take turns telling jokes. I like that, honestly. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Do you have a website or something? Yeah, it's called jokesnail.com. It's on the internet. Cool. And that um, should really we're be like it a, takes off. Should be like a Cards Against Humanity thing, you know what I mean? Like, it'd, be, <laughs> yeah. it'd be a fun party yeah. game. Yeah, we're excited about it. Honestly, yeah, yeah you should look cool, into making man. that into like a, an actual card game. And, and like I, I have turned in tons of jokes, and we're the library of jokes is growing and growing too. We have other comics writing. Chris Clem's even writing for it. Cool. And uh, I can't remember who else is in it, but yeah, because cool. I'm not the the boss. I'm one of the writers. So. Well, and if you and if you write a bad joke, you can be like, "Oh, it's because they didn't know how to tell jokes." Yeah, yeah. sounds like it's not my fault. They could. And read we're trying to give them instructions on how to be a comedian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you know somebody who wants to practice, you know that's a good way to start. I thought that was a solid joke. I, yeah. I liked it. And you put the sound effect in. Yeah. And I didn't say that. I need to go back and fix that. But then, <laughs> fifteen yards, number fifty-seven. Oh yeah. <laughs> He knows uh, what he did. <laughs> he knows what he did. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know that. that uh, the Rubber City Festival, though, is is like we just talked about when it is and who's on it. Um, 
It's also like for comics. We've talked about it before, but it's one of the best times just to hang out and uh, have a good time, even if you're not in the festival. Um, I'm excited about the after party. I read there was an after party yeah. somewhere, and that just pharmacy. And there's one in Baxter's. Yeah, the the uh, I think they're doing the same thing they did last year with the late night mics at, right. at Baxter's. And yeah. even I mean, even if you didn't get in the festival and you're hanging out with us. There might be a slot where you can walk up because at Baxter's people were just walking up. Yeah, I got on. I got on a showcase last year because somebody didn't show up. Right. So, like yeah. We definitely want to fill a whole show with good comedians, and some people who didn't make it were are absolutely great comedians, but we could only pick twenty seven basically. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's got to be tough to take. Uh, we talked a little bit about it with Josh and Cobb, but it's got to be hard to take like the nepotism out of it because instead of you, if you didn't, you would just have like. 20 out of the 27 would be Akron Cleveland guys, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it's, no, that's gotta be tough. Like taking, and there'll be someone saying, you got to put this person in because of this or this. And I'm one, you know, I watched the videos and I think that's the fairest way to, yeah, we put a grade on it. We got five or six people watching. Maybe they haven't watched them all, but everybody's got scores. Right. And I've watched them all. And I, I'm pretty sure jo- uh, Kyle watched them all. Uh, I think Josh did too, though, even though he acts like he didn't. But he didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. And they've got a score, and it's like the fairest thing to do is put the scores down. Honestly, yeah. I mean, that's that's got to that's. It, it should be said though that that's really appreciated because I'm sure not every place is booking like that. Probably the hardest category of getting a five in was uh, originality. Yeah. If you could get a five in that, you're doing pretty well. I'll tell you what I think is really cool um, that I that I appreciate, it, even though I didn't, even though I didn't, I got in this year, um, is the fact that Kyle takes time to to write letters to people, like rejection letters to people, and and explain why they didn't get in or whatever. Like I I have n- I have not gotten into like three or four festivals that I've applied oh, to. Oh, me too. And never got anything. From I always I always get uh, you should keep working on it. Good luck. That's all they say. You're like keep working. I've been doing this 22 years. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I haven't. haven't You don't like me. That's it. Like I've been working on it. (laughs) I've been waiting for. uh, I've been waiting for this one. The Limestone Comedy Festival in Bloomington, and uh, they said they'll let people know. I hate when they don't give an exact date. Like they said they'll let people know it in April, and I'm like. So when all I can think of is maybe their judges didn't finish the videos in time for them to give the, meet that date, which yeah, you sh- should still meet the date. Like we we uh, didn't give an exact date, but we said it was going to be the beginning. Well, they're, they're they still haven't they still haven't sent out the letters yet, unless they're not sending out rejection letters. Um, and the festival's the week after yours. Huh. So it's like yeah, you kind of want to make plans, right? Yeah, yeah. you got to give. I don't people... want to pick on you, Bloomington, because I might apply someday. But... <laughs> yeah. Right. You got to give people time to like, like make, like take vacation days and shit. You yeah. know, like. Yeah. Um, I know if I go, I'm gonna have to take days off. And Is it established Bloomington's festival? Um, it's like it's been a big one in the past, but I know someone new is running it now. So, so. COVID killed it. Yeah, it's it's somebody new running it now. Um, somebody from Cincinnati told me that they know the guy that runs it. Um, but it's yeah, it's under different management now, from what I understand. Man, COVID screwed up so much stuff. The festival yeah. stuff for sure. There's so many festivals that died. I was impressed at the resiliency of some of the comics, though, man. Like they kept shows going as much as they could. Yeah, you know, wiping stuff down. The 
the fact that more people didn't quit is actually really impressive to me. Yeah, I brought. I mean, I brought. I brought mic covers everywhere I went. Yeah, everyone's um, using those mic condoms and stuff. Yeah. And for a while, but once I got the vaccine, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, like, I, I was, stayed home. Yeah, once I got the vaccine, but I was I'm like, old. I'm 63, so yeah, yeah. I'm the target demo for dying. Yeah, once, even without COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once I got the vaccine, I was like, if I spread it to other people that don't have the vaccine, oh well. So that's how I looked at it. Like you've had the opportunity to get it. I don't. COVID you know. didn't really swing its way through the Cleveland scene until Omicron. Once Omicron came out, like there was a week where literally everybody had it. Yeah. Same, same with Dave. Twice. Horning. Oh, okay. Twice. Yeah. I'm thinking of Dave Horning. Right? I think Dave had it three times. I don't um, know how. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got it before the vaccine too. Once. Yeah. One of his times was before the vaccine. Then got the double shot, and not too long after that, got it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know how you did that and brought that up, but uh, we'll, we'll go to our first news story is about COVID. I'm so good at segues. <laughs> I didn't even know. Jeez. Yeah, I did not. Way tell, to go, Brandon. I did not tell Brandon that. <laughs> Let's um, go me. There's a reason they're changing. He goes, I did this. <laughs> like on every gas pump. I'm putting little pictures of little girls next to that when I see that sticker. By the, way. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you have stickers of little girls concerns me. <laughs> uh, so I heard somebody Who say. Who doesn't? Come on. <laughs> The Trump stickers by the gas pumps is what they're talking about. I heard somebody said, uh, who was it? I heard somebody talk about it on a podcast, and they said they take them off every time they see them on there. I can't remember who it was. I would. But, yeah. I saw them, though. I saw some of them on the uh, – should I tell where? Is it going? No, yeah, I don't uh, care. What's the, what's the – uh, oh, man, I can forget names. The gas station that's real popular, Red, they serve food. Oh, Sheets? Sheets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Steel's Corner had some. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How bored and, and like, extreme do you have to be to go around putting stickers on gas pumps? You know, the, really, the only people who are going to get it are other people who feel exactly the same way that you do. Yeah, exactly. And heavily agree. Most of it's like, going to go, I did this, uh, and it's a picture of the price. Uh, and we all know presidents have hardly anything to do with gas prices. Every, yeah. every, even the people doing that know that. Well, they don't care. Well, yeah. well, I think what's really funny is I, I've seen just dumb people posting on Facebook and whatnot about the gas prices and Biden and everything. And, and like, dude, look at, like, do you not look at anything outside of, like, what you see on the gas pump? Like, no. It's <laughs> gas prices in the United States have, have gone up almost 100%. Um, since 2019, but the gas prices in the UK have went up 300% since 2019. Yep. So it's like, it's a worldwide thing. We have less of the increase right now because we don't get as much gas from Russia as everybody else does. Um, but yeah, it's a worldwide thing. It's yeah. Not... <laughs> um, it's, if you're, you're old enough to remember where we, the reason to fight in Iraq, we go there so they don't come here. That is the same goddamn reason we go and help the people in Ukraine. Yeah. We go there so they don't come here. That's, yeah. that's the purpose. It's the same logic that all these uh, people are putting these stickers on. They used to breathe it out of their mouths every hour. We go there so they don't fight here. We go there so they don't fight here. Yeah. And we're not physically going there, but we're sending money and yeah. weapons and support and hopefully food and clothes right. to these poor people who only crime was they lived next to a fucking madman. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, and I've heard people say the only reason why we're helping Ukraine and not helping like Yemen is because they're white, but probably I, true. 
But I also think it's because the person fighting them is Russia. Like yeah. It's, and, and in yeah. Yemen, it's Saudi Arabia, which well, is one of our buddies. We, so it's, We didn't, you know, we didn't exactly do what uh, <laughs> uh, Putin did, but we attacked Iraq. Yeah. For, for no real legitimate reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't... They we were didn't, conned. They didn't purposely and, target civilian no, buildings no, we didn't do like that. Russia is, but it's yeah. almost just as bad. Yeah, I mean, we still need to... Yeah. We rationalized it in America, and we do that. Yeah. For everything. Yeah. And like COVID. Uh, well, as, as far as news clip that's from the Today Show... Nice segue, John. <laughs> <laughs> This morning, the threat of a new COVID wave fueling old fears of restrictions and lockdowns. It stinks, but, you know, we'll do what we have to do. With a steep increase of cases in Philadelphia, tomorrow health officials will decide on reinstituting the city's indoor mask mandate for public spaces. I don't have a problem wearing one. I would just prefer not to if I don't have to. Cases are on the rise in 27 states over the last 14 days, with the Omicron subvariant BA2 now the nation's dominant strain, accounting for nearly three out of every four cases. The virus rippling through the nation's capital, where cases have jumped by nearly 60 percent. Last night, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack became the third Biden cabinet member this week to announce he's tested positive, joining a growing list. Vilsack was one of several A-list guests to attend Washington's glitzy gridiron dinner last week. Since then, at least 67 attendees have tested positive, more than 10% of the total crowd. The uptick in cases across the country comes as the contagious subvariant marches through cities in Western Europe and explodes in parts of Asia. This morning, China's financial capital, Shanghai, completely locked down. 26 million people confined to their homes, with a record 23,000 new cases recorded yesterday. The images overseas startling for Americans. How worried should we be about a coming surge? I think we always need to keep our eye to what's happening in Europe because that usually runs ahead of what happens here by about four to six weeks or so. Despite the rising cases here in the U.S., hospitalizations and deaths continue to fall. But experts warn we should stay vigilant. I think the important thing to always remember is that the virus is not done with us. And there is some worry about um, I'm I'm done with it. I don't know. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's getting wish. less and less harmful and more contagious, which is what viruses typically do over time. Is the BA2 not as deadly? Yeah, they're saying it's a it's it's like the hospitalizations are a little bit less what they were with the original Omicron, which was less than Delta. Um, it, and, and as soon as they make the fourth shot available, I'll go get it. And, you know, like, I just, I would just rather stay vaccinated and not give a fuck. You know, I mean, that's... I'm, I'm due for the booster. I can go get it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I already got mine. Um, you did? Mm-hmm. No, they have a fourth one now. Oh, it's, a fourth. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's only, uh, it's either 55 or 60 and up. What? I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I didn't know they were already putting the fourth one out. Yeah. So I'm just teasing time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they say, like, they actually <laughs> say, like... Wow, look, my sh- I don't have shoestrings either, folks. Come on. <laughs> Whoa, man. That's a party right there. Yeah, hell yeah. They actually say with the boosters, though, like, the longer you, the longer you wait, the more effective it is. Because, like, it's, you know, it, it boosts you more whenever your immunities are lower, I guess. So it's... Um, so like I don't care if I have to wait a month or two, you know. Like I feel, I feel like I'm pretty good to go with the third booster, and it's <laughs> still, gotta work. And it's, I mean, it hasn't been that long. Is it like marijuana gummies? 
Well, <laughs> yeah, that's even asking. And I like that. I'll go get the booster for nothing else because I get a couple of days off work every time I go get oh, a really? COVID shot. So oh, it's, yeah. yeah. Deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not real worried about another. Is it surge. that uh, if everyone had gotten uh, boosters, we pretty much wouldn't have had to deal with this variant? Um, I don't know because we're maybe. I mean, if everyone had gotten shots, like I mean, we're. To I think the we're point. like sixty percent, aren't we? I heard, we heard like, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago we did a story about it. They said, I think it was like 81% of people have at least one shot now. Which at least is, one. Yeah. Which is crazy. I fully never, shot. I think we're around 60-something. Yeah, I never and thought you, we would get to the point where 81% of the country at least got one shot. Like, and I think you need to be at uh, around, I'm thinking 78% before you can reach the, what they heard of herd immunity. Herd immunity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think what, that's what happened with the Omicron, though, and that's what we were... Yeah, definitely did with Omicron. I mean, it, it was it was where like, it was so contagious that, like, people either had the vaccine or they got Omicron. So, it was, you know, I mean, it, it just went through the population so quick. I mean, the Cleveland comedy scene was just, like, decimated by Omicron for a couple weeks. Like, At least it was, it was all around the same time. I will say that. Yeah, it was, it was like, two weeks. Part. I'm pretty sure that's what my son brought home from California. Omicron? Yeah. You're not any weed gummies? He that's said, what, what, what did you get your parents for Christmas? He said, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a COVID Christmas myself. I had to, had to isolate. That's right when it hit him, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Omicron was uh, pretty pretty bad with the Cleveland comedy scene. It didn't affect my work very, very badly, though. No. It was just... Yeah, we had like a week where where all shows got canceled. Basically, <laughs> like it was it was crazy. It messed up the Browns. It messed up comedy. Like everything, man. That was all right around that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another thing Baker Mayfield gets blamed for. That <laughs> 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 oh, was his man. fault. It was all his yeah. fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know when we're gonna have another chance to get into talk about football. So we'll talk about this story real quick. Um, this is from, I think it's from a local affiliate of, uh, ABC in Miami. Damn, I'm getting good with these segues. <laughs> and tonight, a quarterback kill. New reaction is coming in over the death of Dwayne Haskins, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was killed while trying to cross I-595 this morning. And let's get right to Local 10's Joseph Ojo. He's in Fort Lauderdale with the latest. And this was devastating news for the sports world. Dwayne Haskins Jr. has had his whole life ahead of him. And this season, he even had the opportunity to complete for the starting QB spot on the Pittsburgh Steelers. That would all come to an end early this morning when he was hit and killed on this highway behind him. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins Jr. dead after an early morning accident on I-595 in Fort Lauderdale. Florida Highway Patrol says for unknown reasons, the 24-year-old was walking on the expressway. He tried to cross through traffic in the westbound lanes when he was struck by a dump truck. The incident shutting down the major highway for hours and traffic had to be diverted as troopers investigated. Haskins was an electrifying, record-setting quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. In 2018, he was named a Heisman Trophy finalist after throwing for nearly 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. His play would lead to him being drafted by the Washington Commanders in the first round of the 2019 NFL Draft. After two seasons playing for Washington, Haskins signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a sad day in Pittsburgh, you know. Um, a young kid with his whole life ahead of him, you know, uh, with a promising career. 
In a statement, head coach Mike Tomlin saying in part, I am devastated and at a loss for words. He was one of our hardest workers, a great teammate. I am truly heartbroken. And outside Buckeye Stadium in Columbus, Ohio, a growing memorial for Haskins. People leaving flowers, hanging up his jersey, even this rest in peace sign saying once a Buckeye, always a Buckeye. Me growing up, I watched a lot of Ohio State football. I remember him. I remember everything he did for the school. He was a big reason about why I came here. Yeah, never take it for granted. Make the most out of every second. Just even a dude like him, like a national athlete, can be taken away in like a split second. And FHP is investigating. We do know that the driver of that dump truck did stay on scene. As mentioned in a report, for unknown reasons, the Wayne Haskins Jr. did cross into oncoming traffic. So right now it is unclear what exactly he was doing in this area at that time. So I thought I thought that this was like, first of all, it's really sad. I loved watching Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. And, yeah, it's and, uh, man, that's awful. Yeah, but I thought when I heard this story that it was going to be like, you know how you go, you've been to like Myrtle Beach and shit like that, where yeah. like they have like the highway and they have like shops on both sides of the highway yep. or whatever. Like I thought that's what this was, but it is, it's not, it's like a, it's like a 10 lane freeway. Like, I don't know what he would have been doing out there, but this happens a lot in Florida. Like it's, uh, Dante Stallworth, he killed somebody who was crossing the highway in Florida and like down by Miami and I, I don't know what it is with that, but it seems to happen a lot there. Um, like he got he got jail time because he had alcohol in his system whenever he oh man whenever he did it. Um, but yeah, I mean I don't think that can be blamed on on the driver. You don't you don't Probably expect not, but... when you're driving seventy miles an hour, you don't expect somebody to come walking out in front of you. You definitely him. think he broke down or something, but who knows what he was? Only, yeah. only guess only he knows. They haven't said anything. So. Right? Yeah. I can't imagine. It's a tragedy. Yeah, it just sucks, man. I loved watching him in Ohio State, and he uh, he was. I thought he was going to be great in the NFL. He didn't really pan out with the Redskins, but I thought he might end up being the starting quarterback. I don't think he Steelers. got a great shot at the Redskins. Yeah. I don't think that Ron Rivera liked him very much. Yeah, because yeah. he, he said, uh, "I'm going to bench you if you don't play well." His last game where he's a starter, and he played great, and he benched him anyways. So I, yeah, I don't. It was. I actually hated what this year was shaping up to be because I thought I was going to see Dwayne Haskins, who I really like, like battle it out with Mitch Trubisky, who I really like to be the Steelers quarterback. And I'm like, this sucks. I, I was um, really liking Mason Rudolph being the Steelers quarterback last time. That was that was a fun game to watch Miles Garrett take him <laughs> out. But, yeah, you know, that's that's who I liked. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I still don't want to see. I still don't want to see Mitch Trubisky like be the Steelers starting quarterback for a long time. Well, I, would be, I would hate it. You know, if uh, Miles Garrett would have just uh, sexually assaulted him, it only would have been a four-game suspension. Yeah, that's what he should have done. <laughs> Lesson learned. Instead uh, <laughs> of just ripping his helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the NFL for you. It's only four games if you assault him sexually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could have just hit him with his penis, he would have Yeah, just him. four games. Whole suspension. No, he got out for the rest of the year. Would have made for a way better meme. Yeah. See, this is what I hate because as Browns fans, we can never make fun of the Steelers for, for having Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback ever again. No. Uh, it's And now we're worse. Yeah. Well, I don't know. A rape is 
Well, they're both awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't did, think anything. Very I don't think anything that Deshaun Watson did equate to rape, but it was still really bad. I had a lot of trouble watching that intro interview just because he kept talking about how hands-on he was in Houston. And I was yeah, like, that was Dude, a bad word choice, I, man. And he just kept that saying was a terrible word. He choice. just kept saying it. Um, um, I, I, uh, I'm to the point now where, like, I. I realize that I'm never going to stop being a Browns fan, but like I'm going to be a Browns fan who doesn't like their quarterback, and it sucks. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's definitely not going to be as fun if they win a Super Bowl compared to like what it would have been if it was Baker Mayfield. I had the theory know? about the negotiation when they signed him. It's going to be like Sean comes in a room and he says. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, Deshaun, that contract isn't as large as what we yeah. – what are you covering your genitals with that for, Deshaun? And, and, and Deshaun's just not going to say anything. And Jimmy has like, this is very uncomfortable yeah. for me. But I, I really want to win a Super Bowl, so what do I have to do? And Deshaun's like, you can touch it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I see here in your stipulations that you'd like your career to have a happy ending. That's uh, – that's, that's, that's in the contract, then? Because yeah. yeah. you can touch it. Honestly, it's okay. Go ahead and touch it, Jimmy. Is there any way he's ever going to recover? Like, is there any way that people are going to be like, yeah, he did bad stuff, but he made up for it. I, I don't really know what you can do. Dude, it, it all depends on – a lot of it depends on what comes out in these civil cases. Like, if he if – he, it won't be good enough for me because I read the I read the report of the uh, lady who's not involved in the lawsuits. There's even a video that you posted that yeah. the Sports Illustrated article. Um, and even if like it comes out that that like nothing equated to sexual assault that he did, he's still a weird fucking well, creepy yeah. dude. If like I'll, I'll put it this way, and I want to I want to cheer for the Browns too. Yeah, if he would come out and. Uh, try to make it right with the women as yeah. best as they can. And women agree that this is a good solution. And then he would get help. Yeah. I could accept it. Yeah, because he clearly with, has a problem. With always uh, that caveat that, eh, you're still creepy. Right, yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, I, could, I could almost justify it like, being a total all-in on the Browns. But right now I'm watching games. I'm going to be rooting for every Brown. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. yeah. I'm going to root for Nick Chubb to break long ones and have nothing yeah. to do with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, there's... I'm going to root for the defense to kill people and destroy them like they, they can do, but... There's things they can do that will bring people around on Deshaun Watson, but it'll never change my mind about who he is as a person. They should make like him... It's, like, they could request to do hard knocks next year, so he's, like, out in front of the camera all the time and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. But, like, it'll never change who I think he is as a person. You know? I mean, it's just... Every time he goes into that blue tent for the injury, they're they're gonna wonder who's who's back there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, we got one more. We got one more news story. Um, this is about the thing we've been talking about for what almost two years, a year and a half. Uh, the Capitol riots. This is uh, one of the Proud Boys leaders. Um, agrees to testify against other proud boys in the in the case proud boy not so proud this is from <laughs> this is from uh, cbs news in washington an update on the insurrection at the u.s capitol the president of a north carolina chapter of the far-right group the proud boys entered a plea agreement today in court Charles Donahoe pled guilty to two felony charges, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding and assaulting 
arresting or impeding police officers. Donahoe is the first person in the Proud Boys leadership to plead guilty. And this government release video you can see there, the 34-year-old can be seen carrying a shield he took from an officer. And yet another video, Donahoe can be seen in the crowd with other Proud Boy members pushing to advance up the stairs toward the Capitol. Donahoe also agreed to cooperate with the Justice Department's investigation against the Proud Boys. His sentencing has not yet been scheduled. He faces up to 20 years in prison on the two felony convictions. We have a team dedicated to covering the Capitol riot investigation. He was the uh, he was the guy that you saw on the video uh, breaking the window with the shield. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's a, he was the president of the Proud Boys chapter in North Carolina. For himself, solid move because he avoids a seditious conspiracy charge. Yeah, he hadn't been charged with that yet. Yeah, um, and the other guys are, which is a serious time. But uh, did I hear that correctly? You can get charged for arresting a police officer. That's like a separate thing. Yeah, how do you thing? arrest a police officer? Um, <laughs> Very carefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually have. You haven't tried that, guys. <laughs> I actually have this guy that I work with, and I won't mention his name. Um, that uh, he has, he's a he's a pretty liberal guy, and uh, he has this cousin that during the beginning of the pandemic, I used to always argue with on Facebook about shit, and he would just troll the shit out of me. I ended up blocking him at some point, <laughs> and uh, and he he uh, got arrested like. Probably three or four months ago, got arrested because they oh, found January him 6th. on video from January sixth. Yeah, what? they say they arrested yeah. another seven hundred people. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they've got another yeah. seven hundred people in their Yeah, sites. that was six months ago. So that it is, was like a year out from the from the riot. That well, is they wild. have your uh, data. I mean, whatever they call that stuff on your phone, they know where your phone was. Well, everybody like riot. everybody like checked in too. They're like, oh, this person <laughs> just checked in at the rotunda. And they took that's, pictures and selfies. That's a really yeah. odd time to be checking in there. Yeah. Well, not only that, but yeah, people took selfies. They they took live video. Like it's like yeah. idiots and <laughs> just the dumbest people. They're like, on camera. It's like guys who take a camera to a bachelor party. Come on, what are you thinking? Well, it's, 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 it's the it's the they're dumb like their fearless leader. Like he's <laughs> like he Trump has been out there this week uh, talking about his regret is that he didn't march to the Capitol with the people. <laughs> Like that he want, he's under investigation for this right now. Yeah, like, saying he didn't spur yeah, it on. Like the Justice Department is trying to decide whether or not they're going to pursue it or not, and he keeps saying shit to make them want to pursue it more. I would have marched. If they had a golf cart for me, I would have marched with them right there. <laughs> yeah. It was very hot that day. Yeah. <laughs> he said he wanted to, and the Secret Service wouldn't let him. I'm like, well, yeah, they shouldn't have. Yeah. Like, what, what do you... Just go hang out with these people with guns and all kinds of stuff on them, Mr. That's President. very... That's a very wise decision, Mr. President. Just I am curious. I would love to have been a fly on the wall to see what Ivanka Trump said to the said to the select committee that would be for great eight to hours. Know. Eight hours she was talking to the committee. What? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, dude. Like that is crazy. Like what? she can't. It's under oath, so like she can't lie about shit. Like it's. I mean, well, she's already admitted she asked him to put up a video to tell him to go home. Yeah, she's already she she's already said I I told him to tell him to stop. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what else could she have done at that? I mean, uh, certainly she's an enabler and wanted everything that came with the trappings of the White House. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If, on that day, she may have done the right thing. I just hope they don't. Yeah. I just hope they like never 
they never let her and Jared Kushner back into the like New York elitist. <laughs> Are they out? Like, I I, really I don't know how do rich people because, do stuff. So yeah, I don't know yeah. how, anything about that. They got kicked out of being an elitist. Well, they were like, no, they were like <laughs> they were like anymore. in all the like big money. They were like at all the big money like like Democratic fundraiser things in New York. Like her and Jared Kushner were like oh. pretty big into that into that party scene. Like, but she's still and, huge in China. Right, China? China, are you listening? You're going to make those John Brown shoes? Come on, China. Yeah, Come on, guys, China. Heard you guys got some time, you know, hanging around lockdown. Yeah, hey, give the brown I'm, fish a listen. I'm pretty sure my shoes are made in Taiwan. But. Yeah. Oh, you're done with China then forever. Yeah. Until they take it over. You mean China, right? Yeah. You guys remember that? I was in sixth grade when we... Uh, recognize China as a country. That's weird. We were, China, recognize China as a country? Yeah, because Taiwan was China before. Oh, And okay. then Nixon uh, recognized China as the country, and Taiwan last became Taiwan. Everything was made in China when I was growing up, but it was in Taiwan. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our real China when I was a kid, and then uh, we flipped it. Yeah, well, we had the, the one... The uh, the one China policy or whatever, which and we still do, yeah, right. Well, kind of. I mean, there was a big thing because uh, there was a big thing that Biden, whenever he first got in office, like Biden talked to the leader of Taiwan or whatever, and they like made a big deal out of it because it goes against our one China policy or whatever. Oh, okay. I thought Trump did that um, too. I think he? Trump did that too. Oh, yeah. But he didn't like know, yeah. which yeah. was funny. No, that's why he did it. But yeah. he didn't know. I probably wouldn't either offhand to be real with you, but yeah, he had to, he had to have everybody tell him like everything he did, like no bad. <laughs> what about the John Cena video? Have you talked about that already where he talked Mandarin to the, to apologize for Oh, I saw that. Because he pissed yeah. off the Chinese and he had to, you ever seen that video? Well, I didn't see him. Nobody does. I mean, I remember when, Le, I remember when LeBron apologized. <laughs> yeah, I remember when LeBron apologized on Twitter. for This one is a, he spoke, I think Mandarin, in a long, I, I don't, excuse me, China, I don't speak your language. <laughs> it's just what like that. What he's saying is he nailed it. He nailed it. He, nailed it. <laughs> he, was, he was very good. The whole apology was in Mandarin. It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, it could have just not been in Mandarin. What a market. Would have known. It's, it's the second biggest market in the world, right? Or is it the biggest? Is India bigger? Uh, More people? I think China is a bigger market in terms of their economics. People? As far um, as wrestling? People, I, I think they're, I think China, I know they're about even. Too. They're both over a billion. Um, Easy. 1.2 in China, I know. Yeah. So, um, I don't know that. I know China I think has a bigger second. economy. Yeah. Um, so that's our demographic. We're talking to you guys. You download this podcast, India and China. Great. Now Marv's got us learning Mandarin for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. So uh, China's one point. China's China's one point four billion. Uh, India's one point three eight. So they're oh close. close. Yeah. Yeah. That's our markets, guys. I'm not yeah. even on your podcast. Except for today. I, dude, I wish we could get on in <laughs> India, man. That'd be cool. I mean, they can get our podcast, I guess, in India, but... Sure. I languages we, we got to learn. Like, <laughs> Slumdog like Millionaire, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I, I should I should look to see if anybody in, in India listened to any of our episodes. We can have Raj on again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm Raj Raj on again sometime. He's in town. He's a staple. <laughs> <laughs> you have any, know any Chinese comics? Um... 
is... I know a Korean one. Uh, th- that's Nate. It's not, no, that's not no. close enough. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't know if Nate's... I should probably edit that out. I don't know if Nate's Chinese or Korean or anything. <laughs> well, we know you're racist now. <laughs> that doesn't make you racist. It makes yeah. us ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, talk, we'll get to Marv's comic. Um, legendary, legendary comic Bill Hicks is the one you chose. Yeah, let me talk. I do do... I, I write a lot. Okay. I'm at a place called TrillionDollarDreadful.com, and I wrote a whole story on how the NFL owner accused a quarterback of being sexually assaulted during negotiations. All right. So it's TrillionDollarDreadful.com. All right. How regularly do you post on there? Uh, These are all all the stories I've written. And Jerry Joffe's on it, too. Oh, cool. Mike Baker. Yeah, I've seen you. I've read some of them. I've seen you post them. I've read some of them. It's like The Onion. Okay. None of it's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's all lies. It's all made up. I like... Um, it's like QAnon. Yeah. yeah. I don't know <laughs> why... Some listeners call it fake news. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I keep telling people this because I keep giving away one of my sources, but uh, I love the Reddit thread, not The Onion. It's, oh, I bet that's good. I, I've gotten probably four four bits that are in my feature set. From from not the onion, Good. like it's it is. Well, a they inspire great you. They can inspire you. Yeah, I mean, I, I read Fark Fark news to get ideas for jokes. Okay, is that like a is that like a real news or? It's news with a guy's snarky comments about it. Okay, yeah, that's that's not the onion. Is just real real uh, bizarre news stories. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, Bill Bill Hicks, um, did you? Watch the Amazon documentary. Yes, on Bill I, Hicks. I thought it was really good. I love everything about Bill Hicks, except I'm sure he would have been a, he might have been a Trumper because he was a big Alex so? Jones. He worked with Alex Jones a lot. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, the, the Waco, Texas. He blamed the government totally on that and said that they burned the place down. So he was a conspiracy kind of guy. Yeah, very so, interesting. Uh, <laughs> interesting. I guy. Still love his comedy. Yeah. Um, of course, I never met him or anything. But when I was uh, thinking about doing comedy, and I found Bill Hicks' rants in E minor, which I think is his best. Yeah. And uh, I listen to it, and I go, I want to be a comedian after him do that. Yeah. So. Well, before we listen to the clip, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna play a uh, one of my favorite things about Bill Hicks was a personal story about Bill Hicks that Mark Marin told on one of his specials. Um, this is from Thinky Payne. Mark Marin. There was briefly a time where Bill Hicks lived in New York City. Uh, he wasn't received well because uh, New Yorkers don't understand anger. Uh, <laughs> like they understand it, but they don't understand why it's on stage. It was so amazing to watch Bill perform in New York because literally the audience would be like, what's he so mad about? You know, uh, he seems angry about something. Isn't life hard enough? But uh, <laughs> but it, like I remember the night because uh, the comics were me and Hicks, and it didn't matter; it was interchangeable. But he'd already done a few Letterman's, and he was Hicks. So even if he did badly, there was going to need to be some reconstruction, uh, audience-wise, you know. So I remember I walked up to him. I'm like, "Hey, Bill, you know, uh, you know, you got the Letterman and stuff. I'm just starting out. Could uh, I, you know, could could." Could I go first? Because he was supposed to go first. And he's like, no, man, I got I to gotta, meet a guy to play chess. And I'm like, 
I don't, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it seems important. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll just follow you then. And then I remember going to the bathroom. This was upstairs. So I go to the bathroom, and Hicks was, he went on stage. I go to the bathroom. I don't know what happened while I was in the bathroom. But when I got out of the bathroom, there was 400 people in this room, and nobody's laughing. <laughs> There's a silence in the room of 400 that has a suction to it. it it's like, oh, my God. There's actually sound being sucked out of the room by an audience that is in shock because Bill Hicks is at the lip of the stage screaming <laughs> at a woman like right where you are. And he's going, I'm a fucking poet. <laughs> I'm a fucking poet. And he stands up and there's nothing but silence. And I'm standing there like, what is happening? <laughs> and then in the sweetest voice, this woman goes, tell us a poem then. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Marin bits. <laughs> it's so good. That's um, badass. But yeah, he was one of those guys that like, when he started bombing, he would fucking tear the house down. Like, oh you know, God. like it was just. You ever see a Chicago clip? Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, look that up. Look yeah. it up. He uh, like some some comedians love that uncomfortableness. I think like it just they thrive in it. I love it. Yeah, I, do. I I I'm okay with it, but I definitely don't love it. I was um, like born into it, and I know I can't get away from it. So I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna make my bed here. Yeah. Like, well, Norm Macdonald, uh, Norm Macdonald, I heard on a podcast. I think it was Mark Norman that said it um, that. When he when he bombed, he would when he killed he would just go back in the green room and sit and he wouldn't do like a meet and greet afterwards or anything. And when he bombed, he would stand outside of the theater doors and shake every <laughs> audience member's hand. Like I always, I always do that. <laughs> he is spearheading the uncomfortable man. Yeah, is. <laughs> I love it when they uh, love me but hate my jokes. Yeah, that's I love it. That's a tough line to walk. Yeah, it happens to me a lot. <laughs> we'll, we'll listen to this clip from Bill Hicks real quick. This is uh, his marketing clip, and I'll find out where it's from while we're watching it. <laughs> By the way, if anyone here is in advertising or marketing, kill yourself. <laughs> just a little thought. I'm just trying to plant seeds. Maybe, maybe one day they'll take root. I don't know. You try. You do what you can. Seriously, though, if you are, do. Uh, <laughs> not really. There's no rationalization for what you do, and you are Satan's little helpers. Okay? Kill yourself. Seriously. You're the ruiner of all things good. Seriously. No, <laughs> this is not a joke. It's going to be a joke coming. There's no fucking joke coming. You are Satan's spawn, filling the world with bile and garbage. You are fucked, and you are fucking us. Kill yourself. It's the only way to save your fucking soul. Kill yourself. <laughs> Plant seeds. 
I know all the marketing people are going, he's doing a joke. There's no joke here whatsoever. <laughs> Suck a tailpipe, fucking hang yourself, borrow a gun from a yank friend. Rid the world of your evil fucking machinations. Whatever, you know what I mean. I know what all the marketing people are thinking right now, too. Oh, you know what Bill's doing? He's going for that anti-marketing dollar. That's a good market. He's very smart. <laughs> Man, I am not doing that, you fucking evil scumbags. Oh, you know what Bill's doing now? He's going for the righteous indignation dollar. That's a big dollar. A lot of people are feeling that indignation. We've done research. Huge market. He's doing a good thing. God damn it, I'm not doing that, you scumbags. Quit putting a goddamn dollar sign on every fucking thing on this planet. Ooh, the anger dollar. Huge. <laughs> Huge in times of recession. Giant market. Bill's very bright to do that. God, I'm just caught in a fucking web. <laughs> the trapped dollar. Big dollar. Huge dollar. Good market. Look at our research. We see that many people feel trapped. If we play to them and separate them into the trapped dollar... How do you live like that? I bet you sleep like fucking babies at night, don't you? <laughs> What'd you do tonight, honey? Oh, we made uh, we made uh, arsenic uh, childhood food. Now, good night. <laughs> yeah, we just said, you know, is your baby really too loud? You know. <laughs> yeah, it'll, you know, the mums will love it. Yeah. Sleep like fucking children, don't you? This is your world, isn't it? The fasting mimicking diet oh, is exactly what it says. And it is a diet. Yeah, I of that part out. I wasn't ready for that. Uh, <laughs> I love Bill Hicks. Yeah, man. He just keeps the joke going. Yeah. You think it's done, and it's not. It's not even close. <laughs> yeah. I, I just watched that uh, uh, Ronnie Chang, his new special, and uh, it had a little Bill Hicks-esque stuff in there. Like, he... Uh, he was he was doing this bit where he was telling people to cancel him so he could go back to Malaysia, <laughs> and uh, you know he was like he was like I keep getting booked everywhere I need to see my mother, <laughs> like, <laughs> and he just, but he just kept saying cancel me cancel for like fucking two minutes it was it was great. It's gonna be nice being a rant comic just because stuff you're always gonna have material. There's always stuff to be pissed about. Yeah, every day there's more. I I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm a rant comic. Maybe I am. Yeah, I probably. I don't know what I am. I think, <laughs> I think when I go up there, like when I come up on the Sundays with you, John, on the, on the pharmacy. Yeah. I, I just like like when the people talk to me and they regret it afterwards. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, that is that has become one of my favorite rooms. Yeah, it, I love pharmacy. Just, I love I love. Uh, working stuff out there and I'm real curious to see um, how it's going to be for the River City Festival for like the Saturday daytime shows and stuff. We're doing the I roast battle I think it'll be too. great. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where the roast battle is going to be? Yeah, that's what Kyle said. See, I told you I don't have any logistics. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know we have some, I know we have some like regulars and stuff that will, that will come out for that. Um, especially Saturday. They probably don't work. So Where do you see all the comics are so good. Yeah. You're going to love them. Yeah. Um, when would this air? Like, um, I think we're going to do this one on Wednesday because we probably won't do uh, too much. We'll probably dumb down the news a little bit for Steve. Well, Garner, Friday so. have the release of Hellvan. <laughs> Hell oh, okay. The movie. Cool. It's coming cool. on Friday night at the Kent stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, um, 
That's so. Is Jorge that Jorge Delarosa? Yeah, yeah. Jorge J M Delarosa on Facebook. So come out and see the Hellband. It's a no CGI. It's all real stunts and stuff. It's, I can tell you a funny story about it. You got time? Where are we at? Yeah, sure. Um, I play a priest, and in one of the scenes, I, I'm trying to fight the demon in the hell van. I don't want to give up too much. but um, um, I'm going to be lifted in the air, so they have me in a harness and real real stunt people. This is, I mean, Jorge went all out. He spent a lot of money on this movie to make this movie great. And I'm standing there, and uh, it takes a long time to shoot a scene. And I'm old. It's midnight, you know, and I'm in a harness. I can't can't move around or anything. And I fell asleep standing there. <laughs> and they thought I had like a heart attack or something because I'm old enough. <laughs> or like I was scared to be lifted in the air. Well, no, I just fell asleep. <laughs> Quite the opposite, actually. Heart attack would have been more exciting, I guess. But, yeah. <laughs> would have been a better story. That is hilarious. If you'd have died, it would have been a great story, Mark. Uh, if you lifted your corpse in the air. Done so yeah, well. when, did, when did you guys film that? It was like 2019, right? Last four years. Right? Okay. Yeah, last four years. Yeah. Sweet wow. COVID and all of it. Yeah. So it's been a long slog. Yeah, Jorge is a great guy, so definitely go support that. Yeah. Um, it's called Hellvan. Hellvan. Yeah. It's at Kent Stage Friday, April 15th. Tax awesome. used to be tax day, rarely anymore. But. Yeah, there's a lot of local people in it. I know yeah. Marv, Chris Marv, Harvey's Chris in Chris it. Harvey, Ray Roberts is in it, right? Yeah. Um, I'm assuming Anthony Sabat. Yeah, in it. <laughs> I, think, I, don't, I think he's in it, but yeah. I know he worked behind the scenes all the time. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I only know the parts that I was in. Yeah, that's cool. And there's parts I'm seeing in the clip. Man, I was, I've never seen that stuff. That was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how he's going to release it after the premiere. I think he's going to take it around the country and do presentations, do like film festivals and stuff. And probably. I, I think that's the plan. That's cool. I don't yeah. want to speak out of turn. Right. Yeah. 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 That's cool though. Um, yeah. And uh, do you? Have, you have anything else you want to promote? I've already um, done a lot, so yeah. The the uh, I'm not on Letterman. Check out the <laughs> jokes. Now. Neither is Letterman. Yeah, uh, I'll be fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we uh, Marv promoted everything at the, towards the beginning. Uh, do you want people to follow you on social media anywhere? Yeah, Marv uh, Connor on Facebook. Okay. Mad Marv Comedy on Twitter. Cool. Uh, Brandon, you have anything coming up? Man, yeah, I got a busy week coming up. Uh, I'm gonna be at Front Street Social uh, Tuesday, so if this does make it out before Wednesday, yeah, definitely. Is that uh, where? It's in Berea. Berea, okay. Yep. Um, Wednesday, I'm doing Not All Saints, so that'll be fun. Oh, that's with Steve. Yep. Cool. Uh, Friday, I will be at the Voodoo Brewery in Erie, so that'll be pretty. Or Who's not it? Meadville. I'm sorry, not not Erie. The next Meadville. one is Erie. Yeah. Voodoo Brewery. That sounds fun. Yeah. How do you get booked on that? Um, that is Anthony Morelli. Okay. He books that one. Is that Erie guy? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then the next night I'll be at the Erie Movie House. So I'm doing some Erie dates this this weekend. Um, I have nothing really except for uh, the 23rd, the uh, Joey's Italian Grill in Madison. Killer and, show, man. Yeah. And uh, get your tickets for uh, Stadium Laughs on... Uh, May 6th, I will not be there because I'm in the Rubber City Comedy Festival, but um, that is a great lineup with Bob McClure, um, Joe Graham, Tanea Timmons, um, uh, Jimmy Killius, Brian Sternick, and uh, I'm forgetting one other person. Chris Rock? 
No, like, no, no. Chris isn't going to be there. Um, they do have the nice barrier there in case someone tries. <laughs> Will Smith. Yeah, he's, he's looking for work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, John Armstrong. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Better that, than Chris be, Rock yeah. and Will Smith. <laughs> that'll be a great show. Get your tickets for that. Um, they're going to probably go quick here pretty soon. Um, oh yeah, and follow me at John Brown Comedy. My my TikTok's blown up because I'm cheating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brandon is at Petrified Comedy everywhere, right? Uh, Brandon Petrie, and I think I changed it to Comedian Petrie or something like uh, that. Oh, okay. Uh, either way. Just oh, I, didn't, I just thought, okay. when I saw the pic, Petrie, I thought it was Brown's Petrie dish. I didn't realize that was your last name. Yep. We're, uh, <laughs> yeah. we're real original. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't score highly classic. in that category. That's pretty classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get out of here. Um, Thanks, guys. Thank you, yeah. man. Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petri. Logo design by Brian Gallagher. Music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole.